Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card, issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval terms apply. Want to learn a new language? And who doesn't? Well, experience immersive lessons from the most trusted language app, Rosetta Stone. You know you keep telling yourself you want to learn a new language. The true accent feature even gives feedback on your pronunciation so you can speak the language like a native. Find lessons as short as 10 minutes, making it easy for you to learn anytime, anywhere. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Star Talk Radio listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash startalk today. Welcome to StarTalk, your place in the universe where science and pop culture collide. StarTalk begins right now. I'm your host, Neil deGrasse Tyson, your personal astrophysicist, and this is Star Talk. As our longtime uh, fans know, Cosmic Queries is when uh, we bring in an in-house co-host comedian who reads questions from the universe of the universe drawn from our fan base, and I've not seen the questions, right? And we just have fun with it. And if, if I don't know the answer, I'm going to tell you. Well, if I don't know the answer, I'm going to ask you if you know the answer. Oh, I absolutely know and the if answer. Both of us here? don't know the answer, yeah. then we're, we move on. You know how long I've spent staring at the cosmos wondering where my Uber is? <laughs> I've spent a lot of time in space. <laughs> uh, that brings to mind if, we, if, if, if space travel becomes a thing, yeah. we, we would need Uber spacecraft. Yeah. That would be interesting. College kids all over the place would be like, I got a great way to make some money. Yep. And the kid, there's no collisions. Uh, yeah, actually, it's much harder to collide in, if you're moving in three dimensions than if you're only moving in two. I say this all the time. <laughs> I say this no, all no, the no, time. No, it's a profound fact. Yeah. So think about traffic jams. You're in a traffic jam because you're on a road mm-hmm. and you can't go over or... On a single plane. You're a, not only on your single plane, on a road, you're on a one-dimensional path. Right. Right. T- typically, there's more than one lane, though. Regardless, if you're stuck in traffic, all you have to do is go above or below. Introduce another dimension, you can pass all the traffic like this. And that's why we need space cars. Space cars. In the future, they always have them going through buildings. I know. That, that was my future that we tried to come up with and failed. Like, oh, good. Like, so the fifth element was your idea. <laughs> all those cabs well, and Flying stuff. cars. We, you know, we've been dreaming of flying cars since the 1950s. I know. And it will be a thing, and it's going to be terrible. But a flying car is no different from having a lot of bridges and tunnels. Right. Uh, it allows you to go above and below. It's a lot different in that there's nothing holding you to where you are. You've got a bridge. You have to stay on that bridge. A flying car is just like, let's just yeah. see. However, if the, if the engine brakes of a flying car, you are falling brick. True. Right? That's the difference between being on a bridge or in a tunnel. Right. Okay. So there's pros and cons. Factor. We'll yes. say there's but pros and, and cons. In fact, I think we do have flying cars. They're called helicopters. Yeah, but the really helicopter is so expensive. 
Because oh, that's how I got right. here. Yes. <laughs> I've actually had that thought. I'm like, is there a way to get a helicopter? And I feel like these statistics for helicopters, I feel like they crash a lot. Well, because when the motor goes out, it's, you know, in a plane, if the engines die, it's a glider. For, yeah. And a helicopter, if the engines die. Straight down. It goes straight down. Shouldn't be an option that the engines die. Like, that just shouldn't be an option. <laughs> Shit happens right now. Right? So they're going to have to have, like, uh, like, meteoroid insurance or, like, asteroid insurance. Uh, if you if you fly through space and you get hit by one, yeah, that, like farmers, like you better cover. That would that. be one. That be I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, yeah, you could sure. be hit by a micrometeorite going five miles per second. That like, that would ruin your day. Yeah, debris yeah. from like our last space shuttles. That happens oh, sorry, too. It was an engine part. It's <laughs> a daisy. Okay, fair enough. So what do you have? Okay, so do do I do the. Uh, Patreon page. That's right. Your first time doing this. Yes, oh, I hope sorry. it's not your. I hope it's not your last time. I hope it's not my last as well. Okay, we'll be the. the we'll judge that. We'll be the judge of that. That's why I gave you the doe eyes, trying to flirt my way, which has not gotten me far. Okay. <laughs> so, so go for it. These first. Yeah. So okay, so what happens is we have our, our Patreon supporters. Yes. Uh, one of the guarantees they get if if they ask a question for Cosmic Queries, then we get to ask their questions first. Okay. So I'm going to ask this one because there was so. I'm going to read it with the emphasis mm -hmm. and the enthusiasm and the fervor that I feel they wrote this with. Good, go for okay. it. Feel, feel them. Yeah. Yes. All right. Also, I'm thinking this person's also a fellow Jew. You're not Jewish, I am. Okay, here we go. Uh, from Michael Cohen in Augusta, Georgia. Which is weird that there's a Jew there. <laughs> Hello, Dr. Tyson! This question burns in my mind. I asked NASA and wasn't satisfied with their answer. Ooh. If light can't escape a black hole, then doesn't that mean that the escape velocity of a black hole beyond the event horizon exceeds the speed of light itself? Could black holes be the exception to the speed of light as we know it? Thank you, at Cosmic Cohen. Wow, that was that was beautiful. Thank you. That was totally you embodied whoever that Cohen person is. I omitted the fact that you misused then instead of then. No big deal. Did I say then? Oh no, he did. Oh, okay. Pointing out the one part that I understand, which is literature. Be nice. He's the one Jew in Augusta, Georgia. What? And so. represent. <laughs> okay, that was the question about. So what? yeah, so it's uh, the question is stated accurately. There are two ways to think about the black hole. One of them is that beyond. Inside the event horizon, the escape velocity is greater than the speed of light. That's kind of a classical way to think about it. But what has actually happened is the space-time curvature has basically closed in on itself. There is no path out of the black hole that you can take no matter what. And so not even a beam of light can get out. So that is all true. You can't get out. By the way, just because the speed of light required... Just because to get out of a black hole requires you travel faster than light doesn't mean that you are. And so Einstein- Doesn't mean you can't. No, it doesn't mean you can. Right, right, right. So we're all cool. Relativity is fine. So it's really hypothetical because you physically can't do it. Correct. So it's all in theory. There is no known law of physics or observation that would enable you to escape a black hole. Not even if you take the subway. Right, correct. So, so yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed that they couldn't get a good answer from NASA. I wonder where they asked. I feel like NASA was like, please stop tweeting at us. <laughs> like the Russians are hot on our tail. We've okay. got bigger things to deal with. Please stop. Here's a mug and a hat. How, how did you know that the Russians are? Because they're always hot on our tail. Haven't you been <laughs> to the movies? <laughs> okay. Would you like a real question? Uh, anything. Yeah. Give me whatever you got. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, this one's is the Martian based on a true story? I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. This one's a good one. I'm not authorized to answer that question. I saw that movie and I was like, I guarantee if I tweet this, people will be like, oh my God, I thought so. I read the book. All right. This is from Jeff Jurchin. Uh, at Jeff Jurchin. Does space smell? Ooh. Yeah. So I, I once tweeted an answer to that question. So somebody is not a follower. Apparently. So you know what? Go back and look it up. 
because you're lazy and there's no lazy in space. There's no lays in space. So here's what happens. Uh, smell is a chemical phenomenon mm -hmm. and it involves molecules interacting with your, your, your olfactory glands. Mm -hmm. And in, in the vacuum of space where there are not insufficient molecules to trigger that, no, you're not smelling a damn thing. So it's, it has to do with the molecules outside and inside. It's not just... Well, molecules are outside, they come inside and then you have inside. smell what was outside, right? You're inhaling. So now here's a way to smell something. If you face the sun and the sun starts singeing your, your, your skin on your face, then you'll, then it'll burn and then yeah. you'll smell the burning flesh. How long are you facing the sun though? Um, and how close are you saying? You have to be, if you're close enough and you make this, yeah, it'll, you'll, you'll get singed and you'll smell, you'll smell the, the singed outer skin layers. That's horrific. I'm just saying you want to smell something in space. That's how you smell something. You want to smell something in space? Okay. I got some. Wait, <laughs> is that why we sneeze when we stare at the sun? Because it's slowly singeing our nose hairs? I have never, uh, that's never happened to me. Who told you that? That happens I to do you? it. If I get a sneeze, it, or uh, sometimes any light source, even artificial, and you go like that, and they sneeze, stare, stare right at the sun if you got to sneeze. Really? On the verge of sneezing and you feel you're going to lose it, if you're going to lose your nasal orgasm, stare right at the sun. Lose your nasal orgasm? The sneezes. A nasal orgasm? Sure. I had not heard that. How great do you feel after a sneeze? And <laughs> then like good. a little guilty. It, it's good. No, no, but, but you have to watch out because there are things you feel good after only because the act of leading up to it made you feel bad. <gasps> That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. But like if you have to pee real bad and right. then your peeing feels good. Well, it only feels good because you felt miserable right up to that moment. Right. So anything feels You're just getting back to homeostasis. So, exactly. Right. So I'd, I'd had a lot of syllables in that word. Yeah, good. So, uh, good. I know a lot. That's good. That's why I was, I was asked here. <laughs> begged NASA. We did our homework on you. did me after this guy. <laughs> okay, we yeah, so, so, so you need air molecules, some kind of gaseous molecules to, and so that always had me wondering in spacesuits, if they're not properly ventilated, you could just smell yourself. You could while die. you're in a, in a space. Well, provided it doesn't swap out your CO2. Right. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. smell enough farts. To yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, if you farted. I don't I don't know if the space, I should, I'd ask one of our astronauts. We have they some. won't answer you back at NASA. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Just ask if like below your waist effluences mix with above your waist effluences. Like do burps and farts mix? If that's the case, you'll smell your all of your body effluences. But I bet they have. As long as it's mine, I don't care. <laughs> yours. I don't Somebody care. else. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let me find a good one. It's true. People have a much higher tolerance of their own gaseous effluences than that of others. Sure. Someone needs to look into that. I, can, I think I know why. Why? Okay. All theories, all hypotheses entertained. Go. Yeah. Um, so, okay, here's what I think. Uh, all hypotheses considered, <laughs> except for just mine. Uh, so when you smell something, like we're trained to, if you smell like a fart or poop, like, you know that it smells bad, like, in our brains because it's telling us that it's dead and it's not something that we should eat. Yeah, you shouldn't eat it. Yes. But I think if it's coming out of yourself somehow, like, there's a disconnect where it, because it's from you, maybe kind of like if your own baby is ugly, you don't see it as ugly. Okay. I think when it comes from us, we're not as grossed out. So we're psychologically predisposed. Uh, narcissist. And not, that. To not completely reject. Right? Okay. All right. That's got to be somewhere All right. on the spectrum, we'll, we'll, right? Well, we got top people we can put on this. Okay, I All haven't right. seen any so far. <laughs> Two producers, one's eating her lunch in there. <laughs> and there's my manager's over here. All right. Okay, here we go. Um, Your dog is on the floor there looking forlorningly at you. She's looking for answers. Yes. From you. Aren't we all looking we all, for answers? That's why I came here. Yeah. Okay. Smartest person in a 12-block radius. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to read you a long one. Mm -hmm. Go. Sarah Wynn Belgeny 
from Facebook says, Do you think that spacecraft using photon propulsion is a reality? I read several news articles stating we can use a laser, she wrote laser, to propel spacecraft to Alpha Centauri in just 15 years and to Mars in just days. Is this the same concept as a light sail? It is precisely the same concept. Great. Next question. Light sail. Next question. <laughs> yeah. So you have your sail and you have lasers on Earth. Well, so here's what happens. So your sail can work with the sun with sunlight. And it can move you to greater and greater orbits, and you can move to Mars or wherever else. And it's a constant source of acceleration. So this works. And if you keep accelerating, the speed that you measure for yourself is constantly growing. Is the sail like a solar panel? It's uh, No, not a solar panel. A solar panel takes the sun's energy, sunlight, and turns it into energy you use for something else. This is simply a sail. As you hold up the sail, sunlight hits the sail, and bounces off, and the recoil, the, the momentum transferred to the sail, pushes you forward. That's all it is. But now, what happens if you're so far away from the sun that the sun's energy is not, not strong enough? So you take Mondo lasers from Earth, aim it at the sail, and continue to push it along its way. And lasers can go very, very deep into space, yes. Yeah, but not into a... Black, well, you can go into a black hole, but not come out. Not yes, come out. Right, exactly. That's the right answer. Okay, here's one, because mm -hmm. I recognize these words from science class. Okay. Uh, pulsars, quasars, magnetars, neutron stars, white dwarfs, black holes. Are all of them simply dying stars? Yes. Next question. I'm going to look through these. <laughs> okay. No, no, they're all different. Wait, wait, go back. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, okay uh, give, give me the list again. So there's white dwarfs on that list. She is on the list. Okay. The sun, when it dies... We say white little people. White, oh, is that really? Yeah, okay. You're right. And we don't say black holes, we say African-American. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm just trying to make... Yeah, yeah that's right. right. So... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get you a better question. <laughs> wait, Everyone knows they're dying wait, stars. Wait, did you hear about the, the, the greeting card that talked about black holes and someone thought they were talking about black hoes and, and like the NAACP got all enraged by no this? one do the research no, no. <laughs> I'm like looked at the car and it was like well, if, you, if black hole and other physics concepts are not in your vocabulary right you have no other way to think about black holes other than black hole I, I mean that's I'm just saying right. I, I I try I try to jump in and say this is an education problem not a racist problem it is a huge which sometimes it's means one in, it's an it's an it's a non but so all of these are are the dying states of stars Stars of different mass, and are we, we, our sun will die as a white dwarf, which is an object the size of the Earth, and all the rest of the mass of the sun will be, uh, will escape into space and make a beautiful nebula, which we call a, well, they're called, actually called planetary nebulae, it's, oh. they're misnamed, but they're beautiful spherically shaped nebulae. And you look, you look, if you Google planetary, no, you know, that's a galaxy, uh, but, but planetary nebulae are just gorgeous, stunning displays. Are those the ones that look like, looks like cotton candy almost? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Oh, crab like, Nebula, that's one. No, no, Crab Nebula was the death of a supernova, which leaves a neutron star, a pulsar, in its core. So the Crab Nebula has a, you, you go down to the center of the Crab Nebula, there is a rapidly rotating neutron star pulsing radio waves. And when these puppies were first discovered, we thought they were, they were so perfectly timed that people thought that maybe there was an intelligent civilization sending us signals. Interesting. You probably can't close to it because if it's a radio wave. 
Well, well, it, if it's too intense, it's bad for you. But sure. it was, we're at enough good enough distance, so our radio telescopes detected it. But no, they were not LGMs, little green men, which is how they were first written. LGM. Uh, yeah, yeah. Someone says, "Is this an LGM or not?" Look, I like how they're labeled green before we even saw them. Yeah. Plus, plus, we want them to be small so that we can dominate them. <laughs> well, yeah. How do you think we're going to progress? <laughs> Question. No, no, no one ever imagines uh, BGMs. You know, big green men. Uh, yeah, they're probably not big. I would imagine aliens might be taller than us, but not heavier. As they were in Avatar, they were nine feet tall. Yeah, which is a Bible. That's that's ro- that's a rhetoric. That's good, perfect. That's you, know, you gotta. That's how it's gonna be. That's what. That's what's gonna go. For sure. Okay. Movies with, are always right. Eventually. Blue people. They could be blue. You know what pissed me off about that movie? What? Okay, they're all connected. But they got this USB ponytail, the way they can connect to their to their flying horses, and all of nature is one. When it was time for them to fight, yeah. Uh, the best that could happen was the the rhinoceroses came, and that was it. I'm thinking if you could summon all the power of all the living creatures on your planet, oh my gosh! Okay, but if like every the tree would come and swat you, oh my! If you had the if you could talk to them through your ponytail, right? Uh, excuse me, they they should have totally kicked ass. Talking about like intracranial Bluetooth capabilities. Yes. Like I can't even get my phone to connect to my Civic. I'm, I'm just I saying. I can harness any other armies. I'm just saying they had way more power, power that they could have tapped given the premise of that story right. than they actually did. Maybe the message is like when it comes time to, comes time to war, maybe less is more. And all they, and they're up there praying and stuff. And I'm thinking you have the power over nature. Put nature to work here. Right. You know. but nature, what can nature do for you? Yes. <laughs> but when you run for president, what have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately, nature? <laughs> Thanks for all the shade, jerks. What? This is a question. What would be on? Because you said our son's gonna die. Yeah, yeah, our son is totally gonna die. What would be on our son's tombstone? Um, I burned, I burned the candle at both ends. I like that. Yeah, how about that? You're listening to Star Talk. Stay tuned for another segment. Working moms have way too many to-dos. Switch to H&R Block and have an expert do your taxes for you. Block guarantees 100% accuracy and your max refund or your money back. And with their no surprise guarantee, you'll always know the price of your tax prep before you begin. You can even meet with a tax pro in a block office or online from home. So take a breath, moms. This tax season, it's better with Block. Make an appointment at hrblock.com. All tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. Description of benefits and details at hrblock.com slash guarantees. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper, or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. And that's good because there are a lot of me's. Choice Hotels has over 7,400 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels. Get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. Cambria Hotels feature locally inspired hotel bars with specialty cocktails and downtown locations in the center of it all. Hey, that's me. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces to get the most of your business travel and on-site restaurants. That's me, too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me, too. I guess I'm just going to have to stay at all of them. Choice Hotels has a stay for any of you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travel 
comes true. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Welcome back to Star Talk. Here's more of this week's episode. Before we left off, you challenged me I to did. come up with an epitaph for the dead son. Yes. And I, and I said, I, I burned my candles at both ends. And that was a little lame, I think. And I, I want another chance. Okay. Do you have one? Do you, I have one. Okay, ready? Okay, what? The epitaph on the son's tombstone should be, sick burn, bro. Ooh, ooh. Everyone hates me. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) Okay, let's... Okay, I I got one, okay. Okay. Uh, This is spoken to earthlings who long went extinct. Okay. I tried. (laughs) Oh, that's so sad. What about, I couldn't take the heat? Oh! (laughs) (laughs) This skill applies literally to no other avenue in my life. That's right. (laughs) Yes, celestial... of the sun, okay. Um, You had one question that I felt I could answer in one answer. Really? Okay, go, go. That gives Uh, me one fewer that I got to answer. Go. Corey Moon uh, at SF Moon. Someone named Moon. Yeah. I love it. What phase is he? Uh, Full. Good. Okay. Okay. I don't don't know any other moons. A blood moon, a harvest moon. Harvest moon. Blood moon. What kind of sicko came up with that one? Maybe he's uh, amber and he's a honeymoon. Is that a thing? Yeah, yeah. Honeymoon is the honeymoon. June, sorry, the June full moon. Was, I'm so focused on not sounding like an idiot that I'm like a honeymoon. Great, okay. it's a celestial reference. <laughs> the June f- full moon is the honeymoon. Okay, so you're not. I, I, many people don't know it, but it is, and that's how you get honeymoon. It's the one from. that most men try to avoid. Being uh, possibly, but but I wonder if if June was not the traditional marriage month, and if, uh, then what would the vacation you take after wedding be called? If you named it after those moons, yeah. it would have very different sets of, sets of names. That's why it's got the word honey in it. Yeah, there's a wolf moon, there's a snow moon, there's a... Snow moon. Snow moon. Uh, well, it's in the, it's a winter moon. There, there are a lot of cultural references to moons. Uh, and the honeymoon is so named mm-hmm. because its arc across the sky remains very low. Interesting. And it, and it retains the colors of sunset its entire path, wow. which is a deep amber. And so it has an amber color even at its brightest. And that, so it's, it's a honeymoon. One, yeah. As opposed to the harvest moon. By far. Correct. Okay. Correct. All right. All right so what do you have? Uh, Take me there. Well, Cosmic queries. He asks, has a nuclear bomb ever been tested in space? If so, what happened? Please visit Utah. And my answer is, yeah, that's Utah. <laughs> that's how we got Utah. <laughs> Terrible place. All right, so uh, n- so we have never tested a nuclear bomb uh, tra- in space. Chinese and the Russians. No, but sure. the sun is a nuclear bomb. Therefore, it is being tested in space continually. As we speak. By all stars throughout the galaxy and the universe. Maybe his epitaph, the sun's epitaph will be testing one, two, and then nothing else. <laughs> 
existing fans. What happens if I put these molecules, these atoms together? What, is this, what do these two wires do? So the difference is when we, un, when we create thermonuclear fusion, it is uncontrolled and it's a bomb. When the sun creates thermonuclear fusion, it's controlled and it's a star. So that's the difference. We don't know how to control it. How come when you do it, it's a star, but when I do it, it's a bomb? It sounds like an argument. Yeah. No. <laughs> Sounds like a teenage galaxy arguing with the sun. How come when you do it? That would be the sun's, that would be a badass argument. Son of the sun. Sun could invoke that argument. Now, now, the two times nuclear weapons have ever been used in warfare, they were detonated in the air, not on the ground. Oh, really? Yes. I didn't know that. Yes, and that is the birth of the concept of ground zero. It is the spot on the ground beneath the location of the explosion. Okay, well, that's which is the thinking about closest that. point. And we, there are people who like calculate this. Huh. How do you maximize the blast radius to kill and damage the most? So you know exactly people? how much the radius. Yeah, is so you so so you figure out how what is the rate that this would grow? How much damage will it have? How much wow. energy does it have? Therefore, what is the altitude? It was about a kilometer up. So that was detonated in the air. Then there were nuclear test ban treaties that came out, and one of them said you can't do it on Earth's surface. So then they did it underground. Why can't you do it on Earth's surface? Well, then they would scatter radio radioactive materials, right? So if you do it underground, then all the radioactive stays underground. In the soil. In the soil, in that one spot. So you pick a spot where nobody lives and you do it there. Then they were banned entirely. And so... Uh, there's there's got to be like half-lives or something. It can't just be like contained. Like it, there's, it for sure... Just yeah, but it's hard. It's very hard for radioactivity to penetrate through soil. It's very hard. No. <laughs> Boy. It's porous at best. Yeah, but it, there are a lot of really, really empty places on Earth. Utah. <laughs> At home of the new, of NASA's proud new, I know NASA doesn't do radioactive nuclear testing, but but maybe one day. Back to the question. Utah. All right. Utah. Um, what else you have? This is, this. by the way, this is Cosmic Query's grab bag, so whatever, you know. Cosmic Query's grab bag. Okay. Lou Nukem. At Lou Nukem. Nukem as in N-U-K-E-M? N-E-W-C-O-M-B. We were just talking about nukes. I'm sorry. I I have nukes on the brain. For sure. Uh, So it's apropos. Uh, Is active, it's not SETI, it's S-E-T-I? SETI, you can pronounce it, yeah. We pronounce it, we say the acronyms here. SETI, Is active SETI a good idea? Do you agree with Dr. Hawking that it could be risky? Yes. Well, well, so I don't, okay, so SETI, we're searching for life in the universe. Fine. That's the acronym? Search for extraterrestrial intelligence. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. You didn't know what that stood for? Nope. Everybody knows when to... No way. Makeup artist, PR person, right. manager, Seti? dog on the floor. Seti? Dog. Uh, Blanche, right? Blanche? Did you know Seti? Yeah, she knew it. Yeah. She... I don't know. Why does it have to have an acronym? Just... Yeah, Seti, well, because it's, it's easier. So, here's the thing. Okay. So, we are looking for life. Now, there are two ways of engaging SETI. One of them is... You're looking for life we, in all the wrong we places? Turn, we turn our telescopes and aim it at places and just see if anyone's trying to talk to us. All right, that's one way we're looking for life. That's actually pretty safe because if we find life, they have no idea where we are unless we send signals. So Hawking is concerned that if we start sending signals, announcing where we are in the position, uh, our location and and what we're saying, 
then maybe we would be prime prime candidates for being enslaved or or taken over or whatever. So he's worried that it's a bad idea to announce our presence. But in fact, there's not a damn thing we can do about it because we already have. And for the past 80 years, our radio signals and our and our television signals have been leaking out from our atmosphere. When they talk about being on the air, the air has nothing to do with it. Radio signals move through the dead of space like it's nobody's and business. And soil. <laughs> and they go through soil. A certain depth of soil. The radio waves can go through a certain depth At of soil. At Home Depot, they have a special kind. Well, they, they penetrate through walls and buildings. That's well, why... It's going out anyway. It's going out anyway. Leakage. So the earliest signs that of life on earth have already been established and they're traveling through space at the speed of light at the speed of at light the speed of light they're billions of light years away at this point at, uh no 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 only nope it's billions 80 light years <laughs> okay <laughs> free to disagree put your hand on mine they've gone so far i will agree to say you're wrong right okay so, that's not what i asked uh, so uh 80 years ago is when they began so how far away can they possibly be by now you tell me 80 light years oh, 80 light years yeah because they're traveling the speed of light okay but that's how that math years. works in regular years is how many years? 80 years. That's it? <laughs> so, Why label it okay. a light year if it's the same thing? No, 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 because th- it's We're been going for 80 years to travel 80 light years. Now, if you want to say billions, so 80 times 5.8 trillion, is. that's how many miles away this well, is I meant miles. Right now. There you go. I said years. So, so 80 times 5.8. It's eight trillion. So it's eight times six. Four. So it's five. Yeah, it's four hundred. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna let you figure it out. I'm gonna let you say it. I don't want to embarrass you. Yeah. So uh, eighty. So be uh, four hundred trillion. I was close with the four. Uh, yeah, four hundred trillion eight miles. Times five is forty. Very good. Thank you. So. Look at science <laughs> at my high school. It was far. But the point is it's going out when we couldn't control I, it. it all I'm saying is it has washed over exoplanets that may have some kind of life, possibly intelligent life. And if they have the tools to detect our signals, they will infer what our culture is like. And I've said this many times before on the show, and we just have to suck it up that their first encounters will be things like the honeymooners. Totally. And they'll learn how- The moon, Alice! <laughs> we know where the moon is! <laughs> <laughs> oh, they'll learn how men and women treat one another from seeing the honeymooners. Everyone's, all the men are fat and all the women stay at home. With right, and the men hair. threaten bodily harm. Harm to their wives. Right, right. Uh, Bang, zoom, to the moon, Alice. But isn't that funny that and it's... And why I ought to, yeah. you know... Well, I think it's also where there's so many variables to that. We're assuming that if it's intelligent life, it's more intelligent than us. And it's understanding, like, there's so many, it's so it's such a small equation that would be they're smarter than us and know what we're doing and are warmongering people. And, and, right, so... so uh, the reason why we're I, looking for us. The reason why I don't agree with Hawking because that's what started this. I don't. Uh, agree. Hawking is feels they might have uh, evil motives, right. and I claim. And and by the way, if they come visit us in response to our signal, they are far more advanced than we are because right. we're still just driving around the block, uh, boldly going where hundreds have gone before in low Earth orbit. So we haven't even been anywhere in forty years, and it doesn't look like we're going anywhere anytime soon. Right. So if they come here, they're more advanced than us. So he's worried that a more advanced civilization coming upon Earth might then enslave us. And I'm saying that while that may be true, right. his fear derives not from Scientific evidence yeah, yeah, he, from he, movies. He, he is, his, his fear comes from what he thinks aliens will do, but he's basing that on what he knows 
humans will do. Sure. What else could you base it off of? This Our is own a, behavior. He's, so he's also, assuming that aliens are as evil and as warmongering as humans. He also read Guardians of the Galaxy okay. <laughs> before it became a movie. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's an assumption and yeah. uh, it's all... And it's, I, maybe aliens are better than us in every way that matters. Can I, my theory that I said during the break... What's that? Was that aliens are an advanced form of humans visiting us from the future. Oh, okay. Look at, their brains are bigger. All right. Their eyes are bigger, which are things you would need. You don't mm -hmm. have to use like a nice eyeliner. Like, okay, all right, all right, yeah. They don't have hair. We don't really need hair. They don't have uh, sex organs presented, which is kind of an animalistic thing. Okay. Um, and they're, they seem to be very smart. How do they mate? I mean, how do they know who to mate? E.T. like that. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't what I'm not. You're coming up with this. I'm listening to your uh, they ideas. May, you can still have sex organs. Like fish don't have boobs. Not that you notice, but I bet to fish, it's well, totally happening. If she dressed nice for me once in a while, I would pay attention to her. Uh, they have sex like aliens do. Remember the couple? Animals have no problems finding out who to, who to mate. All right. Okay. I, so the aliens, it'll just. Even though we need a lesson of which is the male snake and which is the female snake. They don't they have know. any problems. So neither do the aliens. To put your elbow to mine. I don't know what they do. Something <laughs> gross that involves probes, obviously. <laughs> elbow sex. Elbow sex. All right, here's All right, another. What else you got? Okay. Tim Wall. At Tim Wall 2016. So we mm -hmm. just got that handle. Uh, if an astronaut jumped... Or he was just born this year. People tend brilliant, to put then you their, know what? <laughs> people tend to show, put their, their birth year in their handles. Go on. If an astronaut jumped on a diving board on the moon, would he bounce higher or lower than on Earth? I know the answer to this. Yeah, yeah. He uh, so the the diving. Oh, you know the answer. Well, let's hear it. Not gonna bounce. There's no gravity on the moon. He's gonna go high. He's gonna go so high. Yeah, yeah. There is gravity on the moon. Otherwise, the astronauts would just have been floating there rather sure. than walking. Me, weren't so they? Well, they were walking. Right yep. There's gravity on the moon. Yeah, yeah. Just, just think you that. Can one go through. higher. Yeah, you go higher. Yeah. Because I knew that. Yeah, yeah. So, well, well, no, well, no, no. So, so just, just to be clear, the, the. So one of them is you're trying to set mass into motion, okay? And your mass is your mass no matter where you are. But for a given amount of recoil, that same recoil will then send something farther on the moon than it would otherwise here on Earth. So that's why on the moon, when they hopped, they hopped very far than they did here on Earth. That's great. Even though they had 200 pounds worth of, of or more of 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 life support because two hundred pounds they weigh one sixth so two hundred pounds would weigh only how much half of one one sixth what'd you say uh, two, so no so on the moon they it's one sixth gravity trying to suck my chin in and that, look like I was understanding that's good so on moon is one sixth gravity yeah. so the two hundred pound thing on Earth would weigh one sixth, sixth that's that. six of that on, on six the moon. of that yeah so no that, one can I can't do that a half a half I put you on the spot I put you on the spot so, no. So you make up for the fact that you said it had no gravity at all. That was your way to. That was make just up. me getting nervous about interplanetary discussions with a renowned astrophysicist. <laughs> so, so, so it's less gravity, and you can do a lot of fun things. You can like uh, baseball games would be really interesting, and okay, you do. couldn't throw a curveball because you need air to, right. to to move it against. Here's so, what I do know. You know, if you go into space and you jumped, if if you were out of an orbit and mm -hmm. you jumped in outer space yeah. off a diving board, you would just continue to. You wouldn't even. Correct. Because objects in motion tend to stay in motion, Sir Isaac Newton. Yes. Give it up for Eliza. Like in your head, you were like, please don't say her name wrong. <laughs> right? Yes, what very good. So you had physics. Was. You took physics. When did you take physics? Long time, like long no. But long you remembered enough, that. Good. Long ago, long ago, long ago enough that I could have forgotten it. 
But I have a but profound respect for physics. Good, as we all should, because yeah. these are these are not just good ideas; they're the laws. Yeah, they're the laws. <laughs> Sometimes at home, I have a very small counter, and I drop my things off my like makeup counter. Yeah. Every time something falls, I yell, "Gravity!" Yes. Angry. Okay. What's next? Please stop and just read the questions. Uh, <laughs> Bobby Tenderflake. That is the cutest last name. Bobby Tenderflake. <laughs> that is worst. <laughs> It sounds like a southern, like, come here, little tender flake. Okay. Bobby Tenderflake, which yeah. is either a porn name or you're very close to nature. You know, uh, let me tell you my porn name. Absolutely. It's, it's uh, Tuffy Arlington. Why? Yeah. Is it, is it one, like, you the, the street you grew up on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're down your first oh. path. Yeah, yeah. Tuffy I think it's Arlington. it's got to be more Cosmos related. Uh, what can I do? That's what street, I didn't choose what street I grew up on. I'm just, just no, Tuffy Arlington. Take it to another level. But then I have to invent one. Then I'll, I'll, I'll tell you how to do it. Rules. Okay, I'll tell you the formula. It's your favorite nebula <laughs> and okay. uh, your favorite subatomic particle. Okay, that would be the crab boson. There you go. <laughs> Sounds okay. like a disease. <laughs> and we'll move on. Okay. Mine would be... You, you've got crab bosons, huh? I yep. would have to say crab because it's the only nebula I know. <laughs> there's an ointment for that. <laughs> the crab boson. Crab boson, there's an ointment for that. <laughs> Bobby Tenderflake at heavy sweating. Well, there's your porn name right there. All right, all right, all right. At heavy sweating. We got like 20 seconds in this segment. Go. If I went to pee on Pluto, would the pee freeze before it hit the ground? Yes, it would. Great. It would, it would, you'd make a pee arc. Yes. And then you would die because there's no air for you to breathe. That's right. Yeah. And you would freeze too. Yeah, you just got your dick out. Yeah. And by the way, you don't, you don't have to do that. On, there are plenty of other places in the solar system you can pee and have it freeze in mid, midstream. It's a man question. <laughs> I'm going to mark my territory like an American. And I could do that on Pluto. Can I still do it? Yeah. Can I make a pee spear? <laughs> It would arc. You're saying it would arc? Yeah, well, because that's just the, the trajectory of it. Uh, wouldn't freeze before some, it got to that trajectory? It wouldn't matter. It would still follow the arc. You're listening to Star Talk Radio. Stay tuned. More up next. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Hello, America. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you don't have Consumer Cellular yet, now is the perfect time to switch and save. For a limited time, new customers can get wireless service for as low as $15 a month for your first year. Yep, the same exact nationwide coverage as the leading carriers for $15 a month for an entire year. What are you waiting for? Call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com and use code RADIO15. See ConsumerCellular.com slash FIRSTYEAR15 for promotional details. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work, tasks are taking forever to complete, and getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, then you should know these three numbers, 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. 
Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25. Welcome back. Here's more of Star Talk. Okay, so give it to me. Question for you hmm? is... How many we can fit in? Go. Um, more Emily Care, boss. At Emily Care. I don't understand what that beginning is. So it's at Emily Care, okay. which is an old age home for only women named Emily. <laughs> what are the what are the frontiers of research in astrophysics right now? Oh, right now we're looking for dark matter. We don't know what is causing eighty five percent of the gravity of the universe. We don't know really? what is making the yeah yeah. <laughs> figure that Wait, one out. I'm not even done. Right, and there's a pressure in the vacuum of space making the universe accelerate in its expansion against the wishes of all the of all the galaxies that it contains. If you add up dark matter and dark energy, it is 96% of all that is driving the universe, and we haven't a clue what they are. Dark side is winning. It's this, Star Wars. The dark side is definitely winning, winning this contest of Something's knowledge. Something's out there just pulling. Yes, and we don't know what it is, but we can measure it. What does it have to do with... Uh, we don't know. I don't, I don't know. Can't even I don't even, we shouldn't even, I've said, we shouldn't even call it dark matter, dark energy. That implies we know it's matter and energy. We don't even know what the hell it is. It's evil, though. It's, <laughs> we know it's evil, and it's out there, and it's pulling. Because it's dark. Creating stretch marks on the universe. Uh, those are two, and we're looking for life in the universe, uh, life on Mars, You're life in Europa. And Hawking is like, no. Well, this could be off. probably microbial. I don't think there's intelligent life lurking in caves on Mars, but, um, but life at all would be a boon to biology. They find for, for, no. water bits on Mars? Yeah, but not. Intelligent life. That's different. Yeah. I think it's a little rude to call them. It's, it's a jump. <laughs> it's, I think it's, it's a uh, jump to go from oozing, wa oozing water to intelligent life with civilizations. Well, but, you haven't been to Hollywood, so your definition <laughs> of intelligent not the same as others. Yeah. So uh, I would say that plus uh, on the bio biological side, which affects the search for life, we don't know how to turn organic molecules into self-replicating life. That transition with which Earth did, mm -hmm. without any, apparently without any issues, without any help, without any help, um, uh, we so we don't know how to do that yet. So that's an interesting frontier. Once you figure that out, you can better decide what planet it might be happening on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. There's your answer. Bring it on. Care for only Emily's. Okay. <laughs> uh, Mike Arm Armenini mm -hmm. at Armo fifteen. Mm -hmm. Which specific sci-fi movie would you like to see remade because the idea was fine, but the execution was awful? Ooh. Make some enemies right here today. Ooh. Uh, hmm. Remade. My least favorite genre. So, I gotta, okay. Uh, they they did The Day the Earth Stood Still a second time. Mm -hmm. And it was, they, they, it was different, but I thought it was, it could have been better, but it was good. Tell it to him. It was it was good. It was good. Uh, the day the Earth stood still, because that was first in what the fifties or mm -hmm. early sixties, and then the the next one had uh, Keanu Reeves, and so and a few others. Kathy Bates was in it. So, but didn't have for a remake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, how many times are you going to do it? So, so uh, I would say uh, the Blob. I think they should remake the blob. blob. That's, oh yeah. So there's just okay. So I guess I think sci-fi. I think he was looking for more of like a space movie. Oh well, Blob is an alien that sucks your blood yeah, and that, that was not an actor in a costume. What about Invasion of the Body Snatchers? It wasn't done poorly in the first place. I'd like to see a remake. But it was remade. A remake yeah. of the remake. Oh yeah, the remake. Okay. Talked about originals anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Are you ready for another one? Go for it. What type of music do you listen to the most? Are you inspired by music and or the arts? I'm uh, deeply and always. And as long as I can remember, have been inspired by the arts. 
and my brother is an artist. He attended the High School of Music and Art in New York City. I attended the Bronx High School of Science. Mm -hmm. So very geeky, very nerdy. It's everything you think it would be is what it was. It's got both sides of the brain covered. In that totally, movie. totally covered. And I grew up with a kid artist who's now an adult artist. So that kept me sensitized, I think. Mm -hmm. And so I value what role artists contribute to society. And people say, you know, what value is art to the security of our nation? You yeah, know, those are like bankers. Well, you get people who say that, but the answer is, you know, what, what, uh, the fact that we do art makes the country worth defending. The fact that we're allowed to create art yes. makes it worth yes. defending. Yes, yes. And uh, I listen to m almost every genre of music th that I can even think of. I like creativity no matter how it manifests. Oh. But if I were to pick one for the Desert Island disc, or I would say for the space mission, all right. You have a disc man on a desert island? <laughs> <laughs> so, no, I, so just my playlist for my space mission would be uh, heavily represented in the blues. I'm but deeply, really? yeah, I love the blues. If, if I'm driving a car at night and the blues comes on the radio or whatever I'm listening to, I got to like slow down, go to the right hand lane. Just feel just, it. Just feel it. Just feel it. Yeah. The blues. I think every white girl secretly sing, wishes she could sing. Really? Like that. Sing like that. Does yeah. That soul. Yeah. You want to, it's got to mean something coming out of you. Like yeah, Janis Joplin. Right. Okay. So yeah. you're saying all people say, oh, wouldn't she, suppose she was more, suppose she wasn't so depressed and lived longer. She'd be more productive than she wouldn't have been Janis Joplin. She would have been even more depressed. <laughs> like, I can't believe this is still happening. I've been saying about it forever. Wasn't she from Dallas or from Texas somewhere? That I don't know. Okay, I don't I think from she Dallas. Was, okay. Otherwise, that would have been rammed down our throats. Okay. Like year two of Texas history. <laughs> All right. Wrong. What else you have? Another one? What is antimatter? Do we have access to it? That question by Andrew Sinclair on Facebook. This set, I wonder if these are people who have labs in their basement and they want to become like how do I get access to it? <laughs> you need to buy some Sudafed? <laughs> what is antimatter? How do I get my hands on some? Uh, so as far as we have been able to measure, right. all particles of matter have an exact replica of those particles, except they're made of what we call antimatter. The doppelganger. Which, if they come together, they will completely annihilate and turn into pure energy. And so the, it's and it's not just we discovered it first. It was not science. Science fiction does some stuff first. We did this first. Right. All right. We came up with antimatter, predicted its existence, discovered it. How do you discover it? Oh, so it's the product of re other reactions. So you have regular matter, you smash particles apart, mm -hmm. and in the particle stream you see antimatter. And the antimatter doesn't last very long. How do you see antimatter? Well, because then it, it, it annihilates. Yeah, you know, you see its path through, back they had cloud chambers and things. You see the, the path that it had traveled. What about through soil? <laughs> You're still worried you want to store them. Very worried about the nuclear reactions <laughs> going through soil. So it is real, and it would be matter-antimatter uh, engines would be the most powerful engines, the most efficient engines we would ever know how to make if you're traveling through space because you start with matter and then you have pure energy. And if, you know, your car that you drive, yeah. you, you said a Civic or you were joking about a Civic. Um, <laughs> what is it? It's, it's like only 20 or 30% at most of the energy of the gas you put in the engine is going to move your car forward. The rest gets dissipated as heat. That's why your car gets hot when you drive it. Imagine if all that energy went in to propel your car. You'd be going 200 miles an hour. Harnessing energy. Harnessing energy harnessing is all about. Harnessing expended energy. All about that. Exactly. And if all, your, if all of your matter becomes energy, you got it. There you go. Who do you think will win in the race to harnessing antimatter first, us or the Russians? <laughs> Why do you have Russians on the front? <laughs> <laughs> what? 
It's like, so maybe talk about. You want the Cold War to come back? What? What? Well, I don't think it ever left. Uh, we have more resources than the Ruskies do, so maybe we. Maybe, he said it. Maybe it's us. He said it. Dosvidanya. All right, let's okay. go to uh, to a lightning round. Okay. Try to get as many questions as I can, and I'm going to answer in sound bites. Okay. Are you okay, ready? ready? Go. Do I say the name of the person? Do just read fast. Okay. What is complete stillness? Would you be slingshotted to the end of time? Would you be ripped completely from existence? If you were completely still. What is complete stillness? Uh, complete stillness, as far as I know, would have nothing to do with you traveling through time or being cast out to the edge of existence. Also the name of a yoga studio. And, and in fact, nothing is completely still. There are vibrations at all levels, and even at all temperatures, including absolute zero. That's true. Matter vibrates. <laughs> Next. If there... By the way, it just vibrates more if it's hotter. But even at absolute zero, quantum fluctuations create vibrations and matter. And at the smallest level. Exactly. Go. Okay. If there was no comet to wipe out the dinosaurs, how much harder would it be for mammals and eventually intelligent life to thrive? Could we maybe get intelligent dinosaurs? <laughs> okay. So, great question. So, here's the thing. Our mammal ancestors were running underfoot to T-Rex, trying to avoid being consumed as hors d'oeuvres. So if the comet didn't come, the asteroid didn't come, it's not clear we would have evolved to anything unless we were on a completely separate continent right. where the dinosaurs couldn't swim and then eat us. Then it's possible that we could evolve intelligence completely separately while there were major dinosaurs existing on another continent. And then when Columbus set sail <laughs> and yeah. cross continents, yeah. uh, he would have just gotten eaten. Uh, that would have there with like hats on, like welcome to dinner. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen the way an iguana looks at you? Like yeah. it knows something. It's like it could have been us. <laughs> Next. All right. Um, oh, wait. Uh, so could dinosaurs involved intelligence? Not likely. Their brain cavities didn't small. look like. Yeah, too small. Okay. Next. Bunch of jerks. Mm -hmm. Go. Okay. <laughs> Is Earth gaining mass from space dust and impact rocks, or losing mass from evaporating gases and launching space probes? What effects would this have on GPS satellite? Excellent question. So we are gaining three, approximately anywhere between two and four hundred tons of meteor dust a day, which vastly exceeds spacecraft that we send out or lost evaporated particles in the atmosphere. So Earth is gaining mass daily. Consequences, that would be, uh, it is not any worse than an elephant uh, collecting a gnat. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, that's small. Yeah, yeah, or it's less. It's less than that. These questions are more just me trying to, I have no idea what I said when I read it. Okay. It's just me trying to look like I know what's going on. I cannot okay. process 20 seconds. Okay. Do quick. Even if we somehow discovered the tech to travel at or faster than light, would passengers of the vehicle survive? Uh, so, it's not, you, you, the issue is not how fast you go, is what is your acceleration. Acceleration is what kills you. Deceleration is what kills you, right? right? So, in a plane, you're going 600 miles an hour, and you're just fine sipping tea. That's not, speed doesn't kill you. Speed has never killed you. It's all about acceleration. And I actually wrote a, a little essay for uh, Motor Trend Magazine on acceleration. Who doesn't get that? <laughs> Who isn't subscribing to Motor Trend Magazine? And I said, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, it's not all about the speed, it's all about the acceleration. Because that's what you feel, and that's the feeling of going fast, whether or not, not you actually speed. are. Yeah. That's right. So, no, go as fast as you want, and enjoy. Go as fast as you want, uh, from from Neil deGrasse Tyson, don't wear a seatbelt, <laughs> and enjoy your life. That's not what I said. Pretty sure that's what you just said. This bump out of this. Eliza Schlesinger. Little an issue, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, we will look for you on Netflix and on TBS. Please do. Coming to a a, a galaxy near you. A galaxy near Pulsar. you. A stand-up galaxy near you. Avoid pulsars. They're bad for they're bad for your health. Dark matter. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Star Talk Radio. I hope you enjoyed this episode. 
Many thanks to our comedian, our guest, our experts, and I've been your host, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Until next time, I bid you to keep looking up. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work, tasks are taking forever to complete, and getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you then you should know these three numbers, 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25.